Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Yee-haw! Howdy, partners! Thanks for saddling on up to the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast. You struck gold, I say. Now, now, don't get your chaps all bunched up. This here podcast is sure to be a great time, but if you're feeling downright generous with that gold you found, think about sharing it with these here game slingers over at MultiplayerSquad.com. They're a fine bunch of folk and sure would appreciate you for helping the show. Now, giddy up and let's have a great time. Hello, everyone. Happy Thursday, and welcome to the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast. We are three dads who love gaming, and every Thursday we break down recent gaming news that we thought would be fun to talk about. Please make sure to toss us a follow, rate the show five stars, and leave a written review if you use Apple Podcasts. Also, we have a Patreon page where you can help fund what we do and unlock awesome perks like the bonus Squadcast episodes. Just visit MultiplayerSquad.com. Okay, let's do some introductions and get into gaming news. I am your host, Paul. I'm joined here by a man who doesn't like sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating, and it gets everywhere. It's Josh. I love a good Star Wars reference, <laughs> Paul. Dude, what is it with sand? We have we, There's so many games we're going to talk about today that take place in sand. I don't know why that's like it's, the biome of the year. It's because, you know, we've done the ocean and water type games, Subnautica, yeah. you know, all these things. <laughs> and it's like we've done fire and lava and, you know, hellish type landscapes. And it's like, mm-hmm. dude, what's that? What, like sand, right? You gotta hit that sand. <laughs> we already live in Phoenix. We already have too much <laughs> desert. All right. And then joining us, he has to learn how to lie in order to become human. It's Michael. Um, learn how to lie? <laughs> I believe I'm on this show because I told you guys, hey, I play video games all the time. I know a lot about video. I mean, wait, hold on. Um, yeah, I'm good. Let's let's go on with the show. And, and then we learned all Michael does is play Mist from 1991. <laughs> uh, because it's a four and a half hour game, I've played it 574 times. Uh, 574.6 times. I'm almost half, I'm a little over halfway through this playthrough. Oh, very nice. All right. So basically, here today in recent gaming news, we're going to be spending the entire episode talking about Gamescom 2022. There were some announcements. We got so much footage to watch. They covered so many games here. Uh, we're actually recording this on the day Gamescom just ended, so we have an awful lot to get to. The only side comment I wanted to make is that we did want to recognize the fact that Saints Row was the big game that released this week. It did release to, I would say, pretty underwhelming <laughs> reviews. <laughs> However, all three of us have picked it up. We are going to be deep diving Saints Row, so we're not going to give any of our thoughts on the game quite yet, but that deep dive will be coming up in just a couple weeks. I have played it a little bit. Uh, that's all I'm going to say so far. Just a little teaser. You know, we don't give anything away to each other uh, beforehand. But I have actually, I probably have two, maybe three hours in a Saints Row so far. That's exactly how much I've played as well. Probably yeah. about two to three hours. 
That, 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 that'll be an interesting deep dive. And in those two or three hours, you might have two or three opinions so far. <laughs> at least. <laughs> All right. So let's jump into the games that were covered at Gamescom. Are there any that you guys are just chomping at the bit? What do you want to talk about first? Uh, um, I mean, I'll be honest. I'm just going to I'm going to spoil everything. Honestly, the game that I am most looking forward to, at least in the short term, like there's other games that I think will be better games. But the one that has me most excited and it's funny because in our show doc, Michael even put Josh's excitement about this is contagious. (laughs) And dude, I kind of glossed over this game when we saw the first footage on it because I thought it looked a little silly and kind of out there and maybe it just didn't show enough to really kind of reel me in but that is a game called High on Life <laughs> and I think I think people will remember this game because it's the one where you have the really weird looking cartoony guns with faces on them where the guns actually talk to you yes so this game is conceived by Justin Roiland, who a lot of people out there will know him by name. He's probably best known for doing the voices of Rick and Morty from Rick and Morty. Although my personal favorite work that he does is as Lemon Grab in Adventure Time. I think I'll try to sneak in a short voice line here. This castle is in unacceptable condition! Unacceptable! Justin Roiland basically made a gaming studio called Squanch Games. This game, High on Life, the, I think, hook of the game is that it's really comedy forward. It's a first-person shooter, but it's definitely comedy first. And I think that's what stands out in the trailer. Dude, I the very first trailer we saw, I feel like, was maybe a couple months ago. And I remember thinking, like, this game looks interesting, but it just didn't grab me a whole lot. I was like, sentient guns, they're talking to you, like, this is a little out there. But we got a solid 25-minute gameplay demo on this, and I cannot tell you how many times I legitimately laughed out loud watching this 25 minutes of gameplay. I am so stoked for this game, and I don't know why. Maybe it's just because I love absurdist humor, and the fact that this game is chock full of that, and it actually looks like it's got good game mechanics and a neat world, it really just reeled me in, man. I Like I said, now this game, if you're going to watch this trailer, just be forewarned, there is a ton of language in this game. This is not for younger <laughs> yeah. kids. It is full of profanity, but man, some of the situations and things that your guns or knife, like it, later on in the video, the guy gets a knife, and this is the most psychotic knife <laughs> in yes. the world. I was dying, man. Like, I cannot wait to play this game. Yeah, I I think... <laughs> I think it's going to be very distracting and hilarious. Um, I imagine I'll probably mess up a little bit on my shooting skills just because I'll be cracking up so much while I'm shooting these sentient guns. Um, to say that Justin Rowland, when he either conceived this or created this, uh, let's just say he was definitely high on, on life uh, because this is this is bonkers, but it's hilarious. Everything that Josh just said is completely true. I mean, you're shooting a gun that has a face looking back at you and it's insulting you and it's 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 bonkers the whole idea of your weapons like narrating the game slash roasting bosses slash making comments on what you're doing is a very funny idea it's almost like let's take the idea of the narrator and the stanley parable but instead we're gonna throw them into the into two different weapons two different personalities they're both gonna talk it really is a funny idea i think my biggest concern was how many things can you really program into the game 
that they're going to be able to say and not repeat. Like, part of me wondered, oh, are they just going to keep repeating the same funny lines where it would start to almost grind on you and get annoying? But the fact that you can get over 20 minutes of footage and it's still staying fresh, I think that's the best indicator that this game might have more to offer than I initially thought. And the other thing that we we didn't see in this preview, but we did see in the original one, was there are a lot of different weapons. Like, you see two in this one. You see, I guess, what's like your main starter weapon. And then, like I said, later on in the video, the guy gets a knife that is psychotic. This All this knife wants to do, and it's telling you just like, stab me into your own stomach. Let's see that red juice flow, <laughs> you know, and stuff like that. And I'm just sitting here going like, is this for real? <laughs> But there's moments where you meet some little annoying kid and the kid's going, shoot me in the face. Come on, you won't do it. Shoot me in the face. And your guy shoots the kid in the face and then your gun's like, well. You shot me, I'm dead. All right there, are you happy now? Well, I, I didn't think we'd be allowed to kill him. Yeah, normally killing children in games isn't isn't allowed, but he's dead. We killed this kid. Are, are you happy now? We killed a kid. A kid is dead now. There goes our E for everybody rating. There goes our E for everybody rating. So it like it breaks the fourth wall a ton yeah. at the same time. I I have not been this excited for what looks to be a completely outrageous, just stupid game in a long time. But I really like what they did with the world. The world looks legit. I'm not sure how much of like how, how tight of a shooter this is going to be. I mean, they do showcase a lot of shooting and stuff, but I don't think that's the main focus. But the characters in this game, the guns, the snarky one-liners, the absurd things like, you know, a kid, you shoot the kid in the face, and then you go talk to his mom later on. We are so sorry. Listen, don't get used to that. We're not killing any more kids. I'm drawing the line, so savor it. Enjoy it. It happened. Tuck it away in the old memory book. No, it's fine. He was 30 years old, so don't feel too bad. 30 years old is still adolescence for our species, but it's not as bad as shooting like a five-year-old or something. So don't worry. You just did regular murder. And then the mom's like, I always told him some psychopath was going to shoot him in the face, and I'm glad I was right. You did the right thing, even if you are a psychopath. <laughs> like, it's just, it's so far out there. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've never really clung on to cartoony-looking games. I mean, it took me two years to play World of Warcraft because... It was more cartoony than EverQuest. Uh, but, but to your concern, Paul, about like maybe the dialogue is you know, uh, regurgitated, repetitive. We're going to start over. Uh, <laughs> cut that out, right? No. Um, <laughs> cut but, that. Yeah, we, just, we cut all the time, right? Just, um, no, but, but the concern about like having... You know, Skyrim did it with... Um, I used to be an adventurer like yourself, and then I took an arrow to the knee. It repeats and repeats, and everybody in the game says it. I think because this game is focused so much on this dialogue, that's not going to happen. It doesn't concern me at all. I think it's all going to be fresh, and it's, it's, it's a must-play. I have to play this game. Yeah, oddly, it'll be one of the very few games that we're going to really highlight the dialogue, not necessarily the gameplay. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the next one. What about you, Michael? What else are you excited about? Oh, man, I this this will be a short one because we don't know much about this at all. But uh, speaking of sand, Dune, anything yes. Dune, I can't get enough Dune. I am so thrilled. If you go go and watch the trailer for this, guys, it's real short. You don't see much. It's literally like a movie teaser. That's all you get is a quick teaser with the sandworm. But the fact that this very clearly lives in Denis Villeneuve's universe of the movie that came out last year, 
blew my mind. I'm super excited. Uh, give me the Quizach Hatterack or whatever it's called all over the place. I got to play this game, and I don't even know anything about it, except it's going to probably be hard because it's a survival game in absolutely inhospitable uh, environment. How do you guys feel about the fact that it's an MMO? I love it. I'll be honest. Oh, yeah. Like a buddy of mine, uh, like sent me the trailer. He DM'd me the trailer on this, and I had not heard of it until he sent it. And all I saw was Dune Awakenings, new sur- open world survival MMO. Mm-hmm. And I went. I-, I mean, that all the neurons in my brain just fired off right away. And I was like, "What is this?" You know. And again, it- beautiful trailer. We didn't see anything gameplays wise, so this could look terrible. I, we have zero clue what the actual gameplay is going to be like, but open world survival sounds great. MMO sounds great to me. I don't know how they're going to mix all that in the Dune universe, but I love the Dune universe as well. So, you know, this is one of those examples of you threw out like five or six buzzwords that I absolutely adore, but we just don't know enough about it. But I'm very excited off of those six buzzwords so far. Yeah, living in an MMO world, obviously not everyone's going to be Paul Maudib. Um, and, and you're you're wondering also, like, are there different factions? Because Dune has different factions. And in an MMO, you know, it's like you're going to look at probably the Harkonnens or the Harkonnens, depending on which Dune you've watched. So Harkonnen, the new one, the Fremen, um, all these people, uh, the Atreides family, you're wondering how that's going to work in an MMO environment. I imagine there's different factions you can side with, but... I think that makes it more exciting to me that, you know, we're going to have Fremen running around. We're going to have people that have different powers based on, I don't know, the amount of spice they, they, they've consumed. Um, but it, it, it looks interesting to me. Yeah, I, I think my biggest concern is when you're talking about an MMO in a setting that's largely desert, like, how are you going to populate the areas and make it not boring and bland? Because the idea of running across the desert until you find a sandworm I mean, I'm sure it's going to be more than just that. Like, that's all we see in the in the footage. But I'll be curious to see. I, I, I'm kind of on the record. I'm not so sure MMOs really have the legs anymore. I mean, we know that they don't, that they did, you know, 15 years ago. But I don't know. This one I'm a little curious about. I'm, I'm, I'm not excited about it yet. I'm in wait and see mode on Dune Awakening. I'm excited. But again, yeah, I mean, we need, we definitely need a lot more information. There's just not much out there yet. Yeah, we yeah. don't, we don't even know to Paul's point if, if it all takes place on planet Dune or if it takes place on multiple different planets. We have no idea what this game is about, except it lives in the universe. Yeah. If you're an athlete, you know, the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same Jersey as you to be your best. Every time you step on the field, that's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, You can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Well, let's move on to the next game here. I'm going to talk about what I am most excited in all of these trailers. I want to talk about Dead Island 2. Are you guys fans of zombie games? It depends on the zombie game, to be honest. And I had never played the original Dead Island, but the trailer for Dead Island 2 really got my attention. This looks <laughs> like a funny. very well done game. It looks bananas. I was reading some of the behind the scenes stuff where, I mean, that shows a ton of zombie executions that all look phenomenal. I was actually reading that like the game, it doesn't like procedurally generate the executions, but there's some system to where it was like, 
there's like almost like hundreds of different ways that you can execute these zombies. And that to me sounded really neat too. So you're not just seeing like the same six animations over and over kind of like God of war. There's not much I can fault God of war for other than the fact that it's like, by the time you kill your ninth ogre, you've seen the exact same execution animation, you know, a dozen times at that point. So it's kind of like, that is really neat that they thought about that. And it's like, hey, how can we keep this really neat aspect of the game fresh? But I'm really excited, but I just don't know much about the Dead Island series at this point either. I think that this is going to be super fun. It looks bonkers. It looks like it, there's so much going on. In fact, about two minutes into the trailer, one of the characters literally looks at you and is like, this idea is insane. Or she says something like that. And I'm like, that's what I was thinking. Like, it looks like <laughs> Bro Force meets Left for Dead because there's so much happening on the screen. Obviously not literally. But I was really taken uh, by the graphics. It looks really good. In fact, the first few seconds of the trailer... I thought it was video. I'm watching this and I'm like, you're seeing like a bus driving um, uh, on some pavement. I'm like, it looks really good. It's shaded really well. Um, so me being very, very into just crisp graphics, I'll enjoy it. Um, I can't describe my favorite execution because this would probably get get an E rating if I did. <laughs> but there, like to Josh's point, are some really cool ways that you can kill some zombies. And it looks like it's going gonna, it's gonna to have a lot of diversity to how you're able to play the game. It's exciting. Yeah, the the first Dead Island, I absolutely loved. One of the things that I remember being relatively new, or at least I don't remember ever seeing it before, is you had to constantly cycle through weapons, because weapons had durability, and they did not last very long. So if you ended up, you know, crafting some kind of great weapon, you knew it was only going to last you for the next, you know, 15 minutes or whatever, you'd have to throw it away or repair it and play with something else. And kind of like Breath of the Wild kind of forces you to constantly cycle through weapons. That I thought was really fun. The really weird thing about Dead Island 2 is that, I don't know if you guys know this, we got a trailer for Dead Island 2 back in 2014. What? what? And then it has been eight years of crickets, and we just got the second trailer here at Gamescom. So talk about anticipation. People have been waiting a long time for this one. I think my favorite part of the trailer is you see that they are running through the city of Los Angeles. We're not even on an island like the first one. So Dead Island 2 (laughs) takes place during the zombie apocalypse, slaughtering zombies through L.A. It is definitely absurdly gory. This one's very over the top with the gore. I mean, there's zombies, though. Who cares about that, right? They're not (laughs) real people. As somebody that honestly doesn't know very much about the series, other than just trashing zombies in a myriad of fantastically grotesque ways, like what do you do in the game? That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. That's all you need. (laughs) Paul's like, that's really all there is. (laughs) But from what I saw, that's enough to keep me interested, too. So Yeah, it's just going to be smashing zombies, smashing zombies, and it's going to have an apox at the end where you're probably in a shopping mall smashing lots of zombies. Now, now, wait a minute. Because you mentioned that, and that jogged my memory. This isn't the one where you can like strap a gas can on a like an electric cattle no. prod, right? What, what zombie game <laughs> that is that? Dead Rising, That's Dead Rising. It? Yeah, dude, Dead I Rising, don't, how yeah. Do you, a Dead Rising, Dead Island zombie. How do you keep all these together at this point? You man? stuff a Lego helmet on a person, a zombie. <laughs> at one point, he's walking around or with a bucket. Yeah, that was a pretty fun game too. I, I'll be honest; they all starting to blend together. To yeah, me. <laughs> Left for Dead. All the zombie games are the same. Yeah, no, Dead Rising's a fantastic series. Nothing made me laugh quite as hard as combining a car battery with a wheelchair, turning it into <laughs> an electrical wheelchair, and you would just run and zombies would fall into it and get electrocuted. I mean, 
Dead Rising was hysterical, but yeah, Dead Island 2, I'm very excited about that one. That one will come out February of next year. Yep. All right, we're about halfway through here. Uh, Josh, you want to bring up the next game you want to talk about? Uh, Well, you introduced Michael uh, on this (laughs) one, but I'm going to bring it up because we have talked about this game. I feel like we Mm -hmm. brought this game up two or three times uh, over the course of the last year or so on this, but that is Lies of P. Yep. And I remember the very first time we even saw something on this, we went, this is bananas. Is this even real? <laughs> because we felt like it was so far out there that they, it, like this was a prank that somebody was playing. But basically, you know, they announced that, hey, we are making a Souls-like game based off of the, the dark lore of Pinocchio. And we went, of yeah, I mean, okay, this sounds crazy, <laughs> but this probably isn't real. This is like an April Fool's joke or something. But then we got another trailer a few months back and we went, wait, guys, this is for real. And we started actually getting excited about it. Well, along comes GamesCon and they actually released footage from the game, both cinematic and actual gameplay. This game looks legit, man. There are so many people that are hearkening this to Bloodborne in its style. But mm-hmm. I am loving everything I see about this game so far. The world looks dark and gritty. There are throwbacks to uh, Geppetto. Uh, in this one, you even see a glimpse of Jiminy Cricket, like in in like Pinocchio's lantern. Like an while Pinocchio's hip. Yeah, yeah, and you hear the you kind of hear the voice a little bit. Then they show some of the combat in this game. Fantastical boss fights. Super tight combat mechanics. I mean, this looks like a Dark Souls Bloodborne type game, but in the world of Pinocchio. Now, I still don't understand how the lying works because even they actually mentioned that, you know, the lying system would be fleshed out a little bit. Do you guys remember picking up on any of that from the trailer? Because I don't. I saw none of the lying piece. I saw gameplay. I saw action, which I loved. Uh, Don't get me wrong. And to quote Josh again real fast, Bloodborne with Pinocchio, or that's a loose quote. That sounds like a bonkers idea. What are you talking about? But the trailer legit, like the gameplay, it shows gameplay, which uh, unfortunately a lot of the game's con trailers did not show any gameplay. This one did. It looks very well done. I know nothing about the lying system, though, because they didn't show really any dialogue. Any dialogue you saw was definitely um, a cutscene or something like that. Um, but the graphics look really good. I mean, to compare it to something like Bloodborne or Elden Ring, but again, with a little bit more of an anime aspect, a tiny bit, but not cartoony. Um it just looks like it's it's really well thought out and really well done. And what an off-the-wall concept that I'm actually excited to explore. When when the Jiminy Cricket started talking in the Lantern, I kind of got a little bit of chills. I was like, wow, that's a really cool way to introduce that without having a cartoon cricket running around, which would have taken you completely out of the game. That would have right. been so weird in this universe to have this cartoon cricket walking around. It's like, whoa, it's like it's in its lantern. Really cool. Yeah, talking about crisp graphics, like you were a minute ago, Michael, this is the one that stood out to me. I thought that the buildings and the costumes looked unbelievably good. It, I thought it looked absolutely fantastic. I, I don't remember the official term, but this game has that that Bloodborne aesthetic that you're talking about. It's like late 1800s France is kind of what it all looks like. It's like very yeah. gothic and kind of dark. And I think that the atmosphere looks awesome. And the one thing that made me a little excited is that it does hint that it might be a little bit more action-oriented than a Souls game. You see a couple of sequences where you're like running from enemies and you jump out a window. Because sometimes the Souls games can feel 
like they kind of grind down a little bit to a halt right with like yep. the blocking and then the fighting and you're constantly rolling around the ground this to me looked very similar where you've got these pretty fantastical weapons and the combat is you know souls like but i'm hoping it leans a little bit more into the action but this one i'm definitely getting nothing but more and more excited about even though we don't really understand the lying mechanic that they keep talking about they they the one thing that they did hint at was at the very end of the trailer you see these three like characters walking with a coffin and you know one dude's like a giant ogre looking guy and then there's a couple other characters and they set the coffin down and they open it up and inside in like blood or red paint is the word liar and it's like they're setting it down in front of pinocchio so i i like it's almost my thought is like if you're willing to lie there's a risk reward system where it's like your character gets stronger but if you lie too much like then maybe you lose your I want to say humanity, but I mean, he's a puppet. So not real sure what the correct term there is, but I, I feel like there's going to be some weird risk reward system there to like, y- you can lie and it's going to make you stronger, but then there's going to be serious repercussions there. I, I, we don't know yet, but I'm really loving what I see on the way this game's shaping up. I think, I think you almost actually are talking about to like a fable like system is what I got from what you were saying about like the, if you lie too much, like in fable, you know, if you go too evil, your character starts to look more evil and act more evil, but maybe this one actually has consequences when you lie too much which could be could be cool well it does seem like the game is going to encourage you to lie because the tagline does say you have to learn to lie to become human so i don't know if it's a system where if you lie too much maybe you get caught it could it very well could just be as simple as like the paragon renegade system in mass effect where you just lie more and that might just affect the story a little bit or i don't know if it'll be more core to the mechanics than that but I think this is definitely one that we have our eyes on. It definitely feels yeah. like an upcoming deep dive oh, next yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Michael, what do you want to talk about next? I am a sucker for off the wall sci-fi. I absolutely <laughs> love the most strange ideas. Um, you know, especially in film. And when it's done right in video games, it can be so immersive and so well done. A game that we don't know much about because the trailer does not scratch much of the surface of what you're doing, though, is called The Gap. And yes. I am absolutely all over this. It's um, from a Polish developer and a Slovenian studio. I think that may be why I've never heard of it before, because it looks like it maybe was developed a little bit under the radar. Maybe you guys had heard more about it. But essentially, it's kind of like a deja vu tale where your character has... It doesn't really explain too well, but some kind of a psychosis going on where he can almost channel an alternate reality in his mind and see memories from this alternate universe. And it comes at him like deja vu from what I understand. It really looks like something that's going to be a bit of a mind bender, not really in so much of a Hellblade Sen was sacrifice sort of way where it, it's, it more studies the psychology. It looks like it's more going to delve into a lot more of that really really niche sci-fi of like you know alternate reality and what's real and things like that which i'm all about and i mean i wish it was in vr because i think that would be even more um immersive but uh, this one really really has me excited i barely know anything about it again i keep talking about the games that we know nothing about but (laughs) the idea is there well i love the fact that they describe it as hard sci-fi so i'm always into that and this one definitely seems very reminiscent of the movie memento they make it very clear that he has memory issues, and so there are notes written down, and as you read through these notes, you're figuring out more about the world. The deja vu thing is kind of interesting. I wonder if it'll just be 
oh, I look at this and all of a sudden I'm going to get like a cut scene. Whatever it is, they really highlight the deja vu mechanic. So kind of like Lies of P, we're not sure how lying will be used. The Gap keeps touting deja vu. It might just be flashbacks. But that one seems like a game that is really going to be setting up a mystery where everything builds together and there will be some kind of big twist in the end. It has that kind of vibe and I'm all about it. I was going to say... I love games that take a unique aspect on something um, and they really stand out from like a memorable point on that one. And this game seems like it has that DNA, right? Like games like Firewatch, right? People, a lot of people talk about Firewatch because it's like it gives you a different perspective on a game. Um, you know, Outer Wilds, right? Another very, very memorable one um, where it's just that like, you know, it takes a different aspect on how it presents the game to you. Um, this one, I think, falls right into that where we, again, we don't know a whole lot, but from what they've shown with this mechanic and the way they approach the game, I'm with you in that I think this could be, if it's executed properly, one of those games that stands to be very, very memorable in its playthrough and like after you're done where it's like you're talking to your friends and you're saying like man did you get this did you know how did this game you know how did you handle this part of it or this reveal or this big twist or something like that doesn't really feel like a game that's going to have a super long playthrough it's probably going to be sub eight hours from what i can understand because i think it's going to be kind of hard to play it's going to be a little intense um especially with the psychological side of it so uh that could be really great could be really fun um again we know nothing about it except it looks great play it yeah they say it's a narrative driven game so yeah it might be one of those like four to five hour kind of situations well you know there's a lot more that you guys can look up from gamescom this year everywhere there's a lot of conversations about that but we don't really get to see a whole lot about it gotham knights surprisingly got pushed up i think it's the only game here (laughs) in the last two years that is actually a little ahead of schedule after it was previously delayed it's not even april so this is real news guys yeah (laughs) yes real news i'm kind of debating what we should talk about last year uh let's talk about sonic frontiers all right oh sonic you went with with sonic frontiers (laughs) let's talk about sonic frontiers okay it sounds like none of us are excited about this one is that true i am i am the opposite of excited i am apathetic about this game is that the opposite of excited i feel like i got that right there yeah i think so uh it just dude i I mean i had a sega growing up i loved the old 2d sonic games i i I get that sonic had to try to compete with mario and all that stuff like i there is some things to love about sonic but dude why just just why sonic frontiers looks terrible dude let my indifference be known. <laughs> I yeah. do not. I do not care. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's going to be really fun. I might buy it for my kids. I don't plan to play it. I did. There's so many great titles coming out that this one just really did not hit anywhere for me. Is it just me, or has Sonic just completely died in the world of 3D? Like, I feel like Sonic's only gimmick is just being fast. That's it. It's not like he's not known for combat or anything, and you start to throw him in these open world kind of situations. I feel like there's nothing to do with Sonic. They always give you loop the loops with coins on it, and I feel like you can only do that so many times. I don't know. I, I barely liked the Sonic 2D games. I can get why they had their whole cult following. I just think Sonic in the 3D world is super boring. I just an open world Sonic does absolutely nothing for me. From what I've seen with Sonic Frontiers, every ounce of gameplay or footage that I have seen actually puts me off. 
I you just know. don't. I have zero interest in this game. I know there's Sonic fans out there. I'm sorry if you're a Sonic fan and you're super excited. Like I'm glad that you're excited, but there's just something about this attempt at Sonic that is just not jiving with me at all. I actually do know something that would make this game great. Uh, very, very easily could make. If this you game say great. VR, Michael, I'm gonna. No, <laughs> I'm not gonna say VR. That would be nauseating. Oh my goodness, that would be. be awful. I would. You'd be just. There'd just be lunch all over my keyboard um no what would make this game potentially a really great game is to make it an open world game uh and the main subject matter is anything but sonic there you go we made a great game yeah you might be right about that so yeah i would also highly recommend that you guys out there take a look at the 10 minutes of new footage about forespoken oh yeah i know that we've talked about that one a little bit in the past that one's very highly anticipated Atlas Fallen had some interesting stuff in there. A lot of sand. You actually use sand to create weapons, which is kind of interesting. So, so much to take a look at. There's a lot coming up in the holiday season slash going into next year. So there's a little bit of a drought here until we hit like November. And then it's just like the floodgates open and we're going to have so much to play here later this year. But uh, I think that's it. That's everything we wanted to cover about Gamescom. We want to thank everybody for listening to this episode. As a reminder, please check out MultiplayerSquad.com to take a look at Patreon support options. And also check us out on Instagram and Twitter at MultiplayerPod. And then I think we are all done with this episode. Sound good, guys? Absolutely. Again, there's a ton of other games out there. I mean, there was some really, really good looking games that were announced. So just go check out the Gamescom. There's a ton out there. I know there's uh, probably a dozen games that we didn't talk about, but we only have so much time too. So if we didn't get a chance to talk about one of them, doesn't mean we're not excited about it. Um, But if you haven't, man, there's a lot of games on the horizon that look really good. Yeah. Well, thanks again, everyone. We will see you all next time. Happy gaming. Goodbye. Goodbye, episode. Goodbye, friends. (laughs) (laughs) See you, everybody.